Hey, what's going on, Shane? It's Shane Hubbard Fit, where we teach you how to lose weight without counting calories or doing exercise you hate, because that would just be unsustainable and not productive. So this is uh, kind of the first podcast-like episode that I've done in a while. I'm not exactly sure if I'm going to jump in full bore with this right away because I got a lot of other things I'm focusing on and trying to get in the habit of doing. So I don't want to add too much to my plate right off the bat, but I really enjoy doing like podcast-like episodes, just like audio episodes. I am recording this on my phone, uh, you know, for use on Instagram so you guys can actually see my face and, and it can actually be beneficial to you not just in an audio way, but a, a visual way in, in case I ever want to, you know, give an example for an exercise or something like that. But, um, you know, I might want to turn this into a long-term pod, podcast. We'll see how it goes. And I thought the best place to start in terms of like episode one, so to speak, is is on, on, on your weight, on your scale weight. Okay. I've gotten a lot of positive feedback and messages and comments about some of the posts I've done about your weight, specifically like the calorie deficit tips and an understanding how to read a scale and understanding what it means and how you shouldn't be worried about it. So that's what I'm going to talk about in today's episode. I think it's a good place to start. I think it's a good kind of topic to just get started with. So I'm going to break this into a couple of different things. Uh, the first thing I'd like to talk about is short-term day-to-day measurements and long-term or long-duration day one to day 30 measurements. So we'll talk about that. Then we'll get into some of the ways our, our weight can fluctuate that is important to be mindful of so that we know what's going on with our weight. And I'll kind of foreshadow what that discussion is going to be like by saying that you you really, there's way more ways your body weight fluctuates frequently than there is infrequently, which is another way of saying your body weight's going to change pretty often and it's not going to be body fat. It's going to be other things. And we'll talk about that as we go throughout the episode. But I think it's important to first focus on what day-to-day measurements really mean. When I work with clients, when I get feedback from people about their own, you know, mental kind of battles with the scale, a lot of it has to do with the fact that they feel as though they need to make adjustments based on how the scale changes on a day-to-day basis. And what I want to encourage you to understand is that that is not necessary, nor is it effective. So I'll, I'll give you guys an example from my own life to kind of highlight this point. Let's say that the first day of the month that I get started, I weigh 200 pounds. And then day two, I weigh 201 pounds. Okay, that might be discouraging, right? I'm trying to lose weight. Why would I be happy about my weight increasing? Then I go on with my day and I just try to continue doing all the right things. Day three, my weight goes back down to 200. I'm ecstatic. I'm happy again, right? So there's a couple things that's going on there, you know, that we'll, we'll talk about. But anyway, day four, my weight goes down. I'm happy again, 199. Day five, my weight goes back up to 200. At this point, it's been almost a week, and I feel like I've gotten nowhere, right? Because my weight went up, it went down, it went up and down, and I'm back at 200. And you might feel like, oh, gosh, it feels like I'm just running in circles. 
This is the trap that most people get in when it comes to their scale weight, is looking at day-to-day measurements as ways to determine what they should do based on how many calories they're consuming or how many calories they're burning through exercise. So I can't tell you how many times I've gotten a message from somebody, whether it's a, a client that just started with me or someone on social media that says, you know, my weight went up two days in a row. So I went for a run every day after that, you know, like I ran more, I did more exercise or something like that. And they're trying to correct what the scale gives them with more exercise. Cause that's more exercise, more activity. That's how we increase, you know, how many calories we burn. And the reason why this strategy is not effective is because you're letting the scale determine what you do in a very short amount of time without realizing that your scale weight is going to fluctuate whether you're doing the right things or the wrong things. So we'll keep talking about this to to make this a little bit more clear, but to kind of summarize that point, we don't want to make decisions on how many calories we should be burning and how many calories you should be eating based on a day-to-day measurement. So if I gain a pound from yesterday to today, I don't want to immediately eat less right now. I want to eat the same amount that I set out to eat from the beginning because I set a caloric deficit. You can't really get enough evidence from a couple of days to determine whether or not you're in a caloric deficit or not. It's just not enough time. Your body needs more time to try to burn body fat. Not to get too technical with numbers, but a pound of fat is about 3,500 calories. So if you're in a caloric deficit for one day, and let's say that that one day is a caloric deficit of 300 calories, you have only burned a fraction of a pound of body fat. Now when I say that, I can imagine that your brain immediately went to, okay, well, I'll just make a larger caloric deficit. That way I'm burning more calories, so by the end of the week I am losing a pound of fat. Okay, you know, logically speaking, from a quantitative standpoint, that makes sense. Here's why that doesn't work. How many days in a row do you think you can eat 700 calories less than you need to maintain your weight? Not very long. I'll save you the time to think about it. Not very long at all. Your appetite is going to build up over time and you are eventually going to try to make up for those calories. Not, you know, subconsciously, but, or I'm sorry, not consciously, but subconsciously. And from a biochemical standpoint, your body has mechanisms built into it to avoid dying of starvation. It doesn't mean it always works. Like if you don't have any food and you're in a desert somewhere, it's not like your body just goes, oh, okay, well, we're not going to die. We're just, we're just not going to do all these things so we don't burn as many calories. It tries to do that, but it can only work for so long. And as a result of having too deep a caloric deficit, you basically create a scarcity scenario in your body and in your brain that says the next time I get in front of food, I'm going to eat as much as I possibly can. And your body will actually 
reduce the intensity of satiety so that you will eat more to make up those calories that you didn't get from previous days or previous, you know, meals. That's amazing. It's amazing that your body can literally go, oh, well, this food that usually fills us up pretty quickly, we're going to take that down a little bit because we actually need more calories to manage things. That's to me, that's amazing. Just, you know, like from a 7000 foot view, like to look down on that and go, wow, our bodies can do that. Now, from a weight loss standpoint, that could be kind of discouraging. You're like, well, I dropped 700 calories from my maintenance, which is what I, you know, my maintenance is obviously what I need to keep my weight the same. Shouldn't I lose fat faster? Yeah, again, from a quantitative quantitative standpoint, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But from a long-term logical standpoint, like if you were to stretch that out over months and months and months and a lifetime, that's not going to happen. You will have a boomerang effect, a boomerang effect. Um, and that's something to keep in mind before you get started. So getting back to the point I was trying to make in the beginning, because I kind of went down a caloric deficit rabbit hole there for a second. It's going to take a lot of time for you to burn the amount of body fat that you need to burn, right? Because you have to repetitively be in a caloric deficit. You have to be in a caloric deficit more days than you're not in order to lose body fat. So a couple of days, three or four days is never going to give you enough time to actually know if you're in a caloric deficit first and foremost, but two, to see a result that's going to be sustainable. So hopefully what I'm kind of getting you to think of is to not be so emotionally sensitive to what it is that your scale tells you on a day-to-day or a week-to-week basis. I'll never say that you're not going to have an emotional reaction to the scale because even if I step on the scale and it's higher than I expected, I have that little moment where I go, "Uh uh-oh, what did I do? Right. So I'm not saying that you're completely going to avoid having emotional reactions to your scale weight. But what I am saying is we need to work on the intensity and the duration of those feelings. Because if you're making decisions based on what your scale tells you in the morning, whether it's from a a food intake standpoint or just your mood throughout the day, it's going to be a miserable process. So you need to work on that in order to make the results that you want to see happen throughout time. Okay, so kind of to wrap up that segment, pay less attention and give less value to your day-to-day scale weight. When you're comparing day one to day two, day two to day three, and so on, you're getting too, you're, you're micromanaging, and you're not going to get any benefit from that. Making an on-the-fly adjustment based on your weight to try to lose more weight is not going to result in in long-term weight loss. It's going to put you back in that diet mentality cycle where you're just trying to live for the moment that you're burning calories instead of thinking thinking of the long game, right? Think of like a boxer who just comes out of the gate like punching as hard as he can, as fast as he can. He's trying to get a knockout. But what happens if he doesn't get a knockout? What if the opponent can sustain his intensity in those first couple rounds? Well, that boxer is going to be tired by round three, four, and five, and the more patient boxer is going to knock him out, and he's going to win the fight. So, do you want to come out of the of do you want to come into the ring trying to win the fight in the first two rounds, 
with a high likelihood that you're going to lose the fight? Or would you rather have a higher guarantee that you're going to win the fight, knowing your opponent, obviously, by trying to sustain those punches for the first couple rounds and then you know, finish off your opponent because, you know, he's too tired to, you know, keep up with your punches. That might have not been the best analogy, but I hope that it made a little bit more sense. Okay, so that's kind of the lesson to be learned about short-term measurements and weighing yourself, you know, day to day and, and not really giving it a lot of value. Now let's talk about how to actually give your, your scale weight value so that it can produce better results for you that are more sustainable and more likely to, to actually come to fruition. So I rather, one of the things that I teach my clients is to, to look at your scale weight from day one to day 30. So a much greater amount of time. Now I'm not saying that you only weigh yourself on day one and then you only weigh yourself on day 30. I mean, you could do that, but I would recommend that you do a little bit more frequent than that just to kind of learn about how your body fluctuates its weight. But what I'm trying to say is you want to look at the trend between day one and day 30. And what you're looking for is if here, let's put some numbers into it. Let's say I weigh 200 pounds on day one. And then I weigh 195 pounds on day 30. Do you really care what you weighed in between that? My argument is no because you lost body fat or you lost weight. And most of that was probably body fat because you know body fat being lost is a long-term game. It's not a day-to-day game. Right? You might lose a little bit of fat from day-to-day, but not anything near a, a measurable amount. And I don't even think that we currently have tools to measure the small amount of fat that's lost on a day-to-day basis. I don't think that exists. So it doesn't really matter what you weigh between, you know, day one and day five, but between day one and day 30, you can actually learn a lot about not only if you're doing the right things, but how to make adjustments if your weight doesn't change. So let's go ahead and jump into that scenario next. Let's say that I weighed 200 pounds on day one and I weighed 200 pounds again on day 30. Now, if I wasn't a coach, that would be a complete failure in my mind. Like in my client's mind, that is a complete failure. They've physically told me that. They've been like, I'm a failure. I'm like, no, you're not. In fact, that was perfect. And they'll go, what? I go, yeah, that was perfect. They go, how? I didn't lose any weight. It's like, no, but you found your calorie maintenance. And I go, what good is that? Well, if you can figure out your calorie maintenance, then you know exactly what direction you have to go in from there. Sometimes losing weight is about, well, I shouldn't say sometimes, just about all the time, especially if you're not going to, you know, do any number crunching when it comes to counting calories or tracking food or anything like that. You need a month to figure out if what you're doing is, is going to put you in a caloric deficit. So that's, that's a success in my opinion. That's a win because now what you can do for month two is you can go, okay, well, all that food that I was, you know, eating throughout the week that I was saying, you know, staying pretty diligent on, I just need to reduce my portions of, you know, this or that a little bit, a very small amount. Because again, remember, we're counting 
a single decrease every single day over the course of 30 days at a time to kind of get a, a measurement. So you just make that adjustment. If it takes you a month to figure out what your calorie maintenance is, maintenance is that's a success in my mind. Because again, a month in the span of a year is one twelfth of the year, right? I don't know what that looks like in terms of percentage because it just my brain just doesn't come up with that instantly. But that's a very small amount of time you've had to dedicate towards, you know, basically figuring out what your calorie maintenance is. And even if you knew what your calorie maintenance maintenance was from an estimation standpoint, based on the best information you can use at the at this time you still are experimenting with whether or not that is your caloric maintenance. So even if I had you count your calories and all that stuff, our calorie maintenance is simply just an estimation. So you still go through that process even if you're counting calories. Because you're, I mean, maybe one out of 100 people are going to nail it the first time. I certainly have not coached anyone who's gotten their calorie maintenance through working with them right the first time. Um, a lot of times, even those people need to make adjustments because they either ate too little or they didn't eat little enough in that process or they didn't move enough. That's a, a, a kind of a topic for a different episode because I, there is at some point I want to do an episode on the fact that it's actually probably more productive long term to increase activity before decreasing calories. And that's obviously a situational thing, so I'll help describe that in a future episode, but I just wanted to point that out. So anyway, it's more important to measure day one to day 30, the difference between those two days, than it is day one to day five. So if you're someone who's currently weighing yourself relatively often, or even if you're just trying to lose body fat, I would highly recommend that you try this out, okay? If you're not already weighing yourself every single day, then try this step instead. Weigh yourself twice a week, right, under the same conditions, just like you normally do, and just track the data. Don't pay attention to the numbers. Who cares? Number doesn't matter from day to day. Twice a week for a month, that'll be about eight. Eight total weigh-ins, eight different data points on that graph. And what I want you to do is I want you to draw a line from the first dot on the graph, so the first dot on the very far left, to the last dot on the very far right. Just draw a straight line. You can use a ruler or whatever. You can use your, you know, you can just look at it. Like you can put your finger on it and you would be, be able to tell. And if that, if your if your finger from the point to the knuckle is going straight down, then you have a caloric deficit trend. You have a weight loss trend. And the trend is what you want to pay attention to, no matter how steep it is. I don't care if you lost five pounds in that month, if you lost two pounds, if you lost one pound, the trend is going in a downward direction. That's a good thing. That means that what you are doing is working. Now, if your weight stays completely flat, where from the first point to the last point, it's basically just a straight line across, then that's calorie maintenance. And that means you are not in a caloric deficit. But again, it's not a failure. It's just a experimentation. You figured it out. You said, okay, well, that's I'm obviously eating just amount, just the amount that I need to keep my weight the same. So my recommendation, just kind of in general, it's going to be different for everyone, is increase activity if you have any more room to increase your activity. If you don't and you're working out as often as you can, then you have to reduce calories a little bit, 
right? Not a lot, a little bit. And you have to try to stay true to that as many days as you can in a row. Which means don't undereat so much that you binge on the weekends and don't leave out foods that you only eat on the weekends because those are, you know, cheat meals or cheat days because chances are you will binge on those. And we'll talk about that in a different episode. But my point is you have to give yourself time and you have to be patient. If there was, if I had an opportunity to create a fat loss pill, some scientist comes to me and says, what is, what is one thing that doesn't exist on the market yet that you would love to invent? The first thing that I would say is a pill that gives you patience because that is something that I cannot control for the people that I work for. I cannot give you patience. I can teach you patience. I can encourage you to have patience, but I can't give it to you. And if there's one fat loss supplement that would cure almost everyone's issues, it would be first to give them patience and to two, to just get them to chill the F out. <laughs> so anyway, I just wanted to point that out. So we're at the, about, about the 20 minute mark now. I don't want to make these episodes too, too long. I want to give you the chance to listen to the entire thing, at least in one to two sittings as opposed to like the Joe Rogan approach where you, you spend the whole week listening to the episode if it's like two and a half, three hours long. So we'll go ahead and conclude with some of the ways in which your weight can fluctuate. I actually did a Twitter post on this. If you don't follow me on Twitter, um, I post there pretty regularly and I have two series going on right now. One is the caloric deficit tip series and then kind of like the beginner to fitness series, which is something I, you know, I post on and off about here and there. And one of the posts that I put on recently was the ways in which your body weight fluctuates that have nothing to do with body fat. The first one was water retention. Your water weight will fluctuate dramatically within like two hours of time. So as an example, let's say you drink a eight ounce glass of water in the morning before you brush your teeth, then you drink some coffee. Well, you just added water and then the coffee over time is probably going to get you to use the bathroom. And if you don't keep drinking water, that's going to just keep going down. Not indefinitely, but you get the point. So your water fluctuation is, is huge. Like you, you can fluctuate two to three pounds on average, just drinking or not drinking water. So that's something that creates a lot of fluctuation with weight. Um, number two is food. Right, if you weigh yourself before you eat and then you weigh yourself after you eat, it could be, you know, half a pound, one pound, maybe a pound and a half. It just depends. You know, what was the volume of your food? Was it whole food nutrition or was it a donut? Because a donut will, you know, that'll get assimilated pretty quickly. So that weight, the weight of your food, the weight of your digestion is going to add to your total weight when you step on the scale. It's one of the reasons why I recommend that if you're weighing yourself, the best way to get the closest accurate reading to what your weight currently is aside from food and water is to weigh yourself first thing in the morning after you use the bathroom all right because you don't want the weight in your bladder to count i mean that's just just going to give you a less accurate reading and when i say less accurate i mean there's no precise even the best scientific tools we have to measure you know weight and the difference between fat and muscle and food is is even those are pretty inaccurate right they're maybe more accurate but that's another, that's another, again, another topic for an episode in the future. So 
food. Food weight can change the way your weight is on a, on a day-to-day, even an hour-to-hour basis. The third one is weight training. So if you exercise, you are going to break down some muscle tissue. That's essentially what you do. And as a result of that, there's going to be a small amount of inflammation. And this is good. We want this. Without it, we wouldn't build muscle. But that can cause some water retention and, and weight fluctuations as well. Right? Your, your muscles will swell up a little bit with water. It's, it's looking to, re- to repair itself. That can add to your weight. I, I can tell you for a fact that on days where I don't work out, or I should say on days that I work out, and then the day after when I weigh myself, I'm a little bit heavier, even if everything else was practically the same within measurable amounts. It's just the way it is. You know, it's, it's not something to be worried about. It's just, okay, I'm retaining a little bit more water because I worked out. But see, knowing that, now that you know this, it's easier to weigh yourself on a day-to-day basis. Go, okay, well, let's do the checklist. How much water did I drink today? How late did I eat last night? You know, did I work out yesterday? You know, you start to realize, okay, well, it's, it all makes sense. Okay, my weight is increasing because of that. Not that I want you to like think about why your weight is increasing every single day, but it's one of the ways you can start attaching education and information to what's going on. All right. And I don't recommend like worrying about this every single day because it's just, it's so time consuming and mentally draining to have to figure it out, but at least you know what's going on. And then, you know, some of the other reasons, you know, like if you're a woman, that time of the month is going to cause your weight to be kind of all over the board. And you're probably going to gain weight around your period because again, you're retaining water, your hormone hormones are changing things are going on it's not really a situation where your body wants to lose fat anyway I mean not saying that like it totally changes everything but you know things are are going on with your body right now this is not a a, this is not a time to worry so much about what your weight is fluctuating just stay the course if you're actively trying to pursue fat loss and you've you know figured out at least to the best of your ability what your caloric deficit's going to be stick with it don't change things because you're on your period and, 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 you know, your weight is going up or, you know, not moving. Um, so that's, you know, I think that's probably the most that you really need to know about how your weight changes day to day. I'm sure I'm missing a couple of things, but, you know, those are, and, and what's, what's important about all those, even if you don't like memorize why that's happening, is that they're not related to fat gain. All right. It's related to just everyday things that are going on that you're, you're doing, like drinking water and eating food and exercising. Like those are all things you have to do. Well, you don't have to exercise, but you should. You should exercise. But you have to eat and you have to drink. So why worry about that weight on your body? It's going to come and go pretty often. Um, yeah, so you know that's another way of understanding, okay, that's what's going on with my weight. Right? I can kind of figure that out. All right, cool. I think that's a good place to stop. And I think that's plenty of information for one episode. I'll go ahead and end it there. Uh, Just a quick little uh, shout out to some of my social media. If you don't follow me on social media yet and you want to, you know, kind of see what I'm up to and and get tons of content that's relative to not only your weight, but losing body fat, because I am a, a fat loss coach. I coach people on losing body fat in a sustainable way. And I try to do it nine times out of 10 without counting calories. Every now and then I'll get a person who's like, no, I don't mind. Like I, I want to do it that way. Cool. More power to you. That's fine. Um, 
So you can follow me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. My Instagram is at Shane Hubbard Fit. Facebook, same thing, at Shane Hubbard Fit. Um, I don't think YouTube has tags like Instagram does. So if you just type in Shane Hubbard Fitness or Shane Hubbard Fit on YouTube, you can go ahead and ch- you know check me out there. If um, if there's a place to put the links, like in the show notes, as I think they're called, I'll put them down there so you guys can check them out. My website is just shanehubbardfit.com, you know, www. Um, you can check out some of the stuff that's going on there. Um, I have a kind of a, I guess like a, I guess it's called an ebook. I mean, like a little, it's like 36 pages or something like that that uh, kind of gives you the five biggest habit-based tips that you need to learn. If you're interested in downloading that, I can send that over to you. Um, again, I'll include a link. Uh, you can find it on my website too. It's like on the first page if you just want to go to my website. But there's that. That's a really valuable download. Um, not because of anything other than the fact that it just it gives you everything that you need, honestly, to do it on your own. Um, and I I enjoy giving you all the tools you need to do it on your own. There's, you know, meal plan templates that you can follow that are really flexible, but give you enough structure to follow something that's going to provide results for you. Um, It's got a discount to a workout program that I've designed. It's eight weeks. It's called uh, shred in eight or shred the fat in eight weeks. Um, They've got, I've got an appetite kind of scale on there to help you gauge, you know, whether you're. I just realized that I cut myself off. I accidentally pushed the stop button. So if you were like in the middle of listening to that and you're like, what just happened? Um, I hit stop. So anyway, um, it has an appetite scale on there to kind of help you gauge, um, you know, how strong your appetite is and, and what happens as a result of that. And it's a really awesome tool if you want to use it. Um, there's, you know, fat loss check. There's a bunch of cool stuff. I could send her all day and probably talk about it. But anyway, if you want to start trying to do things on your own, and you want to get some results, that's a great download that you can have for absolutely free. I just, um, you know, ask for your email so I can send it to you. Uh, and that's pretty much it. So um, anyway, guys, thanks for listening to today's episode. I appreciate your attention. If you've gotten all the way through this, it means you're probably pretty interested in this topic. Uh, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, I'm very sociable. You can reach out to me on social media, send me a message, ask me a question, you know, as they come up, whatever you want. I'm here for you. I don't do this for myself. I do it for you. I've been where you've been. And I wish I would have had a coach that was as easy to just contact as I'm trying to be, at least. Um, So I want to provide that for you because I know what it's like to be you and just be like, oh, what am I supposed to do? Like, there's so much information. And I can't ask anyone specific questions because, you know, I've got a unique situation or, you know, whatever it might be. So anyway, thanks for listening today, guys. And I will see you in a future episode. Have a good rest of your day.